I'm Aspen. And I'm Josiah. And this is Asking for a Friend. A podcast about restoring people's hearts through sharing each other's stories. Where every week we have a new conversation with a new friend. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Hey listeners. Hey super fans. Thanks for joining us again. We have Molly Phillips here with us today going to talk a little bit about her life and uh, her experiences. So I know you and Aspen know each other, mm-hmm. Molly, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know you. So could you tell me a little bit about who you are, where you came from, all of that kind of introductory friendship stuff? Okay. <laughs> um, well, I'll start with my Enneagram because it's the Christian horoscope. Love we all it. love it. So no, I'm kidding. Molly Phillips. I am originally from Owensboro, Kentucky. So mm-hmm. Grew up there, went to high school there, um, went to college at Western Kentucky University. Moved to Seattle in, oh, 2014. That's something you guys have in common. Yeah, yeah, yeah from so, Seattle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So lived in Renton for a little while, cool. and I always got made fun of because everyone said Renton, and I was like, mm-hmm. Renton? <laughs> the, the Southern way, of course. And everybody was like, where are you from? And I'm like, Kentucky. If a T's in the middle of the word, it doesn't exist. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Exactly. It just doesn't. It's like a extra syllable. Yeah. Written. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lived out in Covington for a while. And cool. then had kind of a really tough time there. Mm-hmm. As Seattle's just like its own beast and mm-hmm. being out there without my family. Because like all my, either my immediate family or my relatives lived within like a two, two and a half, three hour drive of like where we were in Owensboro. So, mm-hmm. I mean- leaving was tough but i was i think i was 24 and i was like i know everything it's gonna be great yeah. uh move there for a guy <laughs> i do not recommend that listeners at all um unless you're married or like you're about to be but anyway so moved home in 2016 met my now husband spencer in well we met in july and i was actually dating another guy at the time <laughs> and it was just kind of like one of those relationships where it was like, you love me, you love me not. Like, not with Spencer, but with the dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I just ain't about it. Like, it was just turning into something that I was like, this is not okay with me. And Spencer and I met in July, but we were just friends. And like, I could tell he was like flirting and he was like, you know, you know, you can, you can just yeah. tell. You just mm-hmm. know. Yeah. And so like, he, I kept him. I was like, I literally was like, I'm dating somebody. So like, we can be chill, but like you know, whatever. There's actually a funny story with that. But I ended up like the dude and I broke up and then Spencer and I started dating. Mm -hmm. Um, And precursor to this, I was out of the church. So like Mm -hmm. I literally was like, I don't know who the Lord is because Mm -hmm. of the stuff that I had been through. I was like, you know, if if there is a God, like I would have never gone through this yeah. because mm-hmm. that just puts such a foul taste in your mouth when you experience mm-hmm. really hard things. Yeah. Especially without perspective, but like how can you when you're in it? But yeah. So Spencer is a pastor's kid, mm-hmm. which like, you know, is a set of its own dynamics, but it was funny because like he always would invite me, but he would never like pressure me to go. And I just felt like it was okay to be me. And then, so I ended up going to church with him, which again, precursor to all of this, I grew up in the church. My parents Mm -hmm. believed in the Lord and they, you know, like, I don't know. It was just like, we go to church on Sunday. We do the thing. That's just the South. Like we just, that's just the right thing to do. Um, Here's a question for you. Yeah. Um, 
Could you talk a little bit about faith and trauma? Because it seems like you've had some experiences with both in yeah. and out of the church yeah. and dealing with trauma with the church and without the church. Can yeah. you just start there? And Sheesh. I mean, that's such a... <laughs> I'm like, a lot. how? Um, well, I think... You know, it's interesting you ask me that question because it's like, it immediately takes me back to, so whenever I was in Seattle, the guy that I was dating was a meth and heroin addict. Um, but it didn't start like that. Like whenever we were dating, I was in college. And so there was a lot of like, I was drinking, he was drinking. It was kind of toxic, but like we didn't really, it always ended up fine. Um, mm -hmm. But even still, I really wasn't in the church. Like, I still didn't have that, like, grounding anchor to say, okay, this isn't good. Yeah. Like, I was like, I'm independent. I do what I want to do. Yeah. Because deep down, people who do that, like, they're just sad and they just need to control everything. So, like, mm -hmm. shout out to the controllers in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really, like... It was so weird for me to experience that because it was such varying, like one day he'd be great. And then the other day it would be like, it would be like I would pray in desperation, mm. you know, like the generic, like, I'm just going to cry out to God and hopefully he hears me kind mm -hmm. of feeling. And then I think like one time he was in treatment, I remember there was a lady that was like, not counseling, but she like led like a group because there was like family weekend and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And so I remember she was talking about Al-Anon and I was like, oh, okay. You know, I was interested in that, but then I was like, I have to be the example. Cause like, obviously if I'm going to fix him, I have to be like the shining mm -hmm. star, you know, mm -hmm. like the saving grace, golden chicken, whatever. Like it was the thing. That's yeah. what we did. At least within the context of that family. Like we mm -hmm. were just like, if we're going to do it, we're going to, we're going to do it for him. And yeah. it's like, it suddenly turns okay. into like the hill you're going to die on. Right. Literally, yeah. because it's like if I stop, then he's going to fail. And then it's like all contingent upon me when it's mm. not. Mm -hmm. But long story short is I went to Al-Anon and then. What? Al-Anon? Al Al-Anon. Yeah. Al -Anon? I, I'm not familiar I, with yeah, that. Yeah, I'm speaking as if everyone knows what it is. <laughs> um, it is. So it's a support group for friends and family that have been affected by alcoholism and addiction. Oh, okay. Um, so like okay. alcoholics and addicts have like AA or NA. Oh, Al-Anon. Al-Anon. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So gotcha. We go in and we're like, it's kind of same premise. Like we mm -hmm. talk about the steps. We talk about like we talk about our situation or we're like, hey, we bring it to the group and we're like, I've tried to work this step. You have sponsors. Mm -hmm. Like it's literally like mm. literally mimicking AA. That's cool. And the big thing in Al-Anon is like, if we want to see change, then we also have to be the change. Mm -hmm. um, but it's based on our own change. So it's not based on us changing for them. It's changing for ourselves mm -hmm. because we matter. And I remember the lady, like, and I, I would talk to my parents, but like out of mm -hmm. fear of them literally flying out and packing my bags and being like, you're out. Like, we're literally going to save you or we're sending someone in to save you. I would not talk to them, but like, they'd be like, have you found a church? Like, you know, what? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, mom, no freaking way. Like, there's mm -hmm. no way I'm going to go to a church in this situation. Like, I just yep. can't. I don't feel safe leaving him alone. Like it was mm -hmm. like OD type stuff. Like it was kind of, it was like looking back, I'm like, holy freaking crap, man. Yeah. But it was like this, I've always had this nudge to like, even when I would pray, it was like this little teeny tiny, like I do have faith, but I had more faith for him than I even had for myself. Mm. Mm. 
Can and you say that again? That yeah, I had f- more faith for him than I had for myself. So yeah. like when I would pray to God, I would be like, God, change him, heal mm. him. Whenever it should have been God, like I need you to intervene in my wow. life to make this yeah. different. Like yeah. I don't care if it's he- him or me. It should have been God change me so that I can see my worth and get out of this crap. So I started to go to Al-Anon. My sponsor was like, go to church. And like in Al-Anon, even though I still was dealing with the same stuff, I felt supported. I felt Mm. not like my faith. I mean, obviously like my faith in God grew, but it was like faith, like, okay, I could start packing stuff now. Like it was belief in yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. So it started like this faith in myself and... I went to church home. So it was the city church yeah. whenever I was there. So Pastor Judah Smith, it's church mm-hmm. home now. They changed, I guess they rebranded or something. Yeah. But I started going there and I'm not even kidding you. The first Sunday I went, this girl complimented me on my Bible. And I was like, this is weird. We were just standing in line for coffee and she's yeah. like, I love your Bible. Where'd you get it? And I was like, oh, I don't know. My mom got it for me, I think. And she was like, is this your first time here? And I'm like, yeah, actually it is. I just, I literally was just wanting to get coffee and go sit and I was going to go find a seat. And she's like, well, you can come sit with me. Mm-hmm. And literally maybe six to nine months later, I moved out and moved in with her because oh, wow. she was like, pack your stuff. You're getting out. Like I had enough faith in myself mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm doing it. Like with Alanon mm-hmm. and with going back to church, like it was one of those things that like, I mean, you have to like coach yourself through it because it was yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was scary. Like there were times where like he would be good and I'd be like, okay, I can go back. And I'm like, Molly, no. So really like faith through trauma, like that kind of trauma mm-hmm. was really, I don't want to say like bearing it all, but just like surrounding yourself with people that actually believe in you mm-hmm. and say like, I know this sucks. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I know you don't believe in yourself. Yeah. But like, it got to a point where she was like, you have to go home. You either need to move out or you need yeah. to go home because this is not safe for us. And I was like, you right. Yeah. And then immediately I was like, I can't be here. Um, but like, if I didn't meet her, mm-hmm. if I hadn't gone to the church, if I hadn't met her, if I hadn't sat next to her, if I hadn't moved out, if I hadn't, yeah. if I hadn't, if I haven't, like mm-hmm. it, I look back and I'm like, that's where my faith was. My mm. faith was in the fact that things could change, even mm. in the most small, minute way. Yeah. Even mm. though I was still tortured by like leaving him, like mm. I knew that it was okay. Mm-hmm. Like deep down, I feel like deep in your soul, yeah. you always know that it's okay. But, you know, in comparison to that, like I'm like, nothing compares to that. But this last year in Nashville has been really tough. It's been tough financially. It's been tough just because Mm -hmm. like going from a place where you're super comfortable and like Mm -hmm. Spencer and I could just kind of, you know, go about our day and do whatever we really Mm -hmm. wanted to do. And there was no pressure to be refined. Mm -hmm. But here it's like you're either refining or you're dying. Wow. What are some of those uh, some examples of the refining you've been experiencing here? Um, My pride. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's been a big one. How's your pride um, been refined in this season? Oh, that I don't know everything. Uh, really, <laughs> like I was in a job that I was like, Lord, am I serving under a Saul? <laughs> the person that I was under, I was like, I love it. But it was also kind of, I felt I knew more all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, I 
I felt like I was like, no, I know better. I've done this before. I've done it. And it's like, even with worship, sometimes I'm like, why don't they pick me? Like pick me. And that's pride. Like Mm -hmm. insecurity is just your ego being like, you're better. But it's like, Mm -hmm. I'm not better. But then it's like all this like very ooey gooey tactical enemy stuff. I know it really is. And it's like, I've been like, no, like it doesn't matter. I can have passion, but when it starts lording over people, Mm -hmm. then it becomes a pride thing. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I have a passion for people. I have a passion for organization. But the moment that I allow it to make me feel better than is the moment Mm -hmm. where I'm like, okay. So I took a step out. Like I'm actually doing something totally different. And because I knew I was like, this is not, I don't know. This is not what you want. Like I felt like it was just like, it's not what the Lord wanted. Mm -hmm. Um, But really my pride's been refined and pride when it's refined it is really humility coming Mm. out and it's being like i do matter to the lord but it doesn't it shouldn't matter to anybody else yeah Mm -hmm. but i don't matter more than the person right exactly yeah Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm not better than or i'm not better than and i'm lower than yeah like Mm -hmm. it's like i'm lower than i should be lower than anybody and i'm not better than anybody like just because everyone goes Mm. to church on sunday doesn't mean you're better than anybody just because you have a 401k or like whatever that's great but right. it's like we're all humans we're yeah. all people yeah mm-hmm. we live in a reality where my experience is just as real to me as your experience is Absolutely. to you yeah and sometimes like those experiences can come in conflict mm-hmm. because of pride absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely because it's a lot of times oh who said this someone said that like when something is brought to you like let's say when you and I were to get in a fight mm-hmm. and I were to say something that hurt your feelings and you were to come to me and be like, this was my experience. And I'm like, well, no, it's not. And it's like, okay, that doesn't do anybody any good. Right. Dr. Glenn Hill, great connection codes. I literally, he was our, mine and Spencer's premarital counselor and he's fire. But he was like, just cause like, let's say we were in the kitchen and I dropped a knife on you. It still hurts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I could not mean it. I could have accidentally yeah. knocked it over, Yeah, but it's still going to do the same thing. But like really kind of circling back, like faith in the church, because I I mean, trauma is trauma, like regardless of whether it's extreme Mm -hmm. or not. But it's like, you know, when we first moved here, I was like wicked depressed, really sad, just because like mourning Owensboro and like mourning what I thought Nashville was going to be. But it was really helpful to be in a church where being not okay was okay. Mm -hmm. And like not feeling diminished. And I think that was the biggest thing. Like even with the trauma in Seattle, it was okay that I wasn't okay because I was with people that weren't okay either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like in the church, despite what some people may think in different, the capital C church, we're all not okay. Mm -hmm. We're all going through things. We're all experiencing different seasons. We can all have joy. We can all be like, yeah, it's great. But it's not like this fake joy. It's the faith that says, I yeah. am okay because I'm okay. Like, I'm okay when this crappy stuff happens. Like, when we have to sell our Jeep. That's super sad to me. Mm-hmm. It's because Spencer loves it. And I love it. You know, it's material. Yeah. But it's, like, something that, like, brings you joy. And it's hard to, like, be refined. And it's hard to have faith in that. But it's, like, I don't know. Like, that's just 
really what yeah sorry i feel like i've been no, on a tangent no, but it's great it's great um what would you say to somebody who sees that joy from a congregation on a sunday morning and is skeptical of that says mm. oh they're just faking it oh mm. they're just they're just putting on their their church mm. face and their church clothes and and saying what they need to say to be accepted yeah um true question i'd be like are you okay like what's going on with you what's happening like i'd probably say what's happening for you when you see that like what are you feeling shame because you don't feel that way as well because no one is joining you in your suffering Mm. and i think that's the biggest thing that we have to do just as people as humans is especially as Christians, like mm-hmm. we have to join people in their suffering and be like, wow, that really sucks. Yeah. Um, but I would be like, you know, what's happening for you when you see these things? Yeah. And then, them, yeah, go ahead. I was going to tell a short story that kind of goes <laughs> off of what you're yeah. saying. I had a skateboarding accident a while back where I was uh, skateboarding in Shelby Park and I was you crossing the street. I ate it. You remember this? <laughs> I do. I ate it. I broke my nose. I was like spewing blood everywhere. It was a little rainy and there weren't a ton of yeah. people around, but there was a car coming and one guy that saw me fall and he like went out of his way to go around me as the car like pulled up to the the stop sign into the intersection where I was down and like the car just sat there and waited for me to get up and then they drove off and I was like so angry at the guy in the car like why does that remind me of the Samaritan it well it kind of is that story it's like (laughs) we we go into church expecting for people to see us in our pain and then when they don't we get mad at the church right when it's like, oh, mm, you're projecting yeah. that hurt that you yeah. had, and all it took was some person in that church to to come up to you and ask ask to sit next to you, yeah. you know, or someone yeah. to invite someone to church. It's yeah. like that's the thing that will stop that the the bitterness that I mm-hmm. felt for that guy. Like I st- when I st- I still I still would be mad. <laughs> Let's be mad about it. I'd be like, yeah. you didn't even want to yeah. help me. Yeah, you yeah, didn't do nothing. What a loser. That's what I'm saying. So. It's it's easy to hold on to that yeah. bitterness, yeah. but it's also just as easy to stop somebody from getting right. into that spot. And then it's like, how many other people think that? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. how many other people are saying like, they're just a bunch of fakers. Yep. This is ridiculous. No one's actually happy. No one's actually full of joy. But joy is not circumstantial. Mm-hmm. We can have a really sucky time yeah. and still be like, it's okay. Yeah. It's like yeah. joy doesn't have to be this jumping around, like acting like this. Oh my gosh. Hey, how are you? Like, mm-hmm. ah, oh. like yeah. it's not, I feel like joy is not that. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is, but it isn't. Right. I don't know. Like I feel mm-hmm. joy is joy this is like, being. joy is like sitting on a beach, listening to the ocean. Mm-hmm. That's joy. It's peace. It's peace. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. So that's what I'd say. So we've talked a lot about faith and mm-hmm. trauma yeah. and I think the next step in trauma is restoration after processing Mm -hmm. through that. So in your life, what have been some key moments of restoration that you found either within a church context or outside Mm -hmm. of a church context? Oh, man. When I think restoration, I don't know why I think of resolve. Like, Mm -hmm. but honestly, when I married Spencer was a lot of like restoration, a lot of like all the things that I thought were unattainable for me. Cause really whenever I moved home, I was like, I ain't doing this. Cause I had Kirby 
And I was like, if it's just Kirby and me for the rest of my life, I'm good. Like, Kirby is Molly's Kirby good is boy. My boy. He is my <laughs> I love him. He's so good. He's a He's good my, boy. He is. And he was my first like dog. Like I grew up with dogs, but like mm-hmm. he was like my first dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, get that. I feel he's the been same my, way about Rex. He's been my literal pet project yes. since I got him. Like he's I'm like, we're gonna get you to be a great dog. And he is super great. He's, he's super smart. Which he's even better from a year ago. Like he's yeah. so chill. Like and Rex should have a play date. Oh, ah, <laughs> never mind. Kirby don't love other dogs. I'll me and Kirby should have a play you date. You and Kirby can have yeah, a play date. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think I don't know. It's kind of funny because like when you deal with trauma, you get really good at compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so funny because it's like I'm like what moments of my life, like. It's been like a slow process. It's not been like, Mm -hmm. it's all little moments. Mm -hmm. It's like us moving to Nashville and me getting in the house and we getting it all set up. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. we're here. And it's so weird because how we got there and it's like Spencer and I get married and I wake up to him and I'm like, we're here. Like Mm -hmm. through the hardships too. And it's like, I don't know. It's like, I see a beautiful sunrise and I'm like, we're here. I don't know. It's like Mm -hmm. all these little moments that like, if I were to tell myself, even five years ago, where I would be today, I would be like, mm-hmm. you're insane. Like yeah. you are the dumbest person. Do you not know who I am? Like, I remember I told Spencer, I was like, I am a deep dark hole of despair. So like, come with me as you will. Like be, I'm just, yeah. this is like a warning label on me. Yeah. Like, you know, and so I don't know. It's been just like all these little moments all throughout the last five, so Spencer and I have been almost together for five years. So like, I don't say solely on him, but like allowing myself to see that I am worth more and like that pivotal moment. Oh, I do remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like the guy that I had dated before Spencer, mm-hmm. he didn't really want to date, like officially date me, but I really wanted to be with him because I really cared a lot about him, but he felt like he was too damaged. Mm-hmm. So. I remember him saying, I'm too, like, I'm too much for you. I would be too much for you. And then I remember saying almost the identical thing to Spencer mm. because we were kind of talking and he was like, I really want to date you. And I was like, you don't want to date me. You don't, you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and he said, so you're him and I'm you. And I was like, <laughs> like yeah. immediate, like, yeah. oh my gosh, you're right. I think I'm so broken that I don't let anybody into my life. Mm. And if they are, they're not good for me because I don't feel that way about myself. Mm -hmm. And it's like I was saying earlier, it's like I had enough faith for someone else than I did for even myself. And it's like when that tide shifted, I was like, oh, I actually like small mustard seed style. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I think I can do this. It was like the little engine that could, I think I can. I I was like, okay, like, Whenever he said that to me, I was like, oh, then we're dating, of course. But not in like a obliging way, like in a way that I was like, oh, so I've made him feel the way that I felt? Ew, I hate that. And I was like, Mm -hmm. maybe I'm not so broken. Maybe I'm not like that far out. Yeah. And it was just super sweet. And like, Mm -hmm. but it's ever since, it's just like these little moments that are just sprinkled throughout Mm -hmm. your life that you're just like, oh, okay. There you are, God. There we are. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had one thing that you wish you could have said to yourself when you were going through 
your transition? Like, mm. what's the piece of advice you would have given yourself mm. when your boyfriend was strung out on drugs and you were trying to get sober and you decided to move out? What what piece of advice would you give yourself? Mm. Or anybody else that's going through something similar? Like getting out is worth it. Mm. There is goodness on the other side. Yeah. There is work, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd be like, girl, pack your bags. <laughs> you better get out. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I feel like sometimes that feels so cliche. Yeah. You're worth it. But like, you're legit. Like, have faith in yourself. Believe mm. in yourself. Remember who you are. Yeah. You're worth it and remember who you are. That's good. Yeah. Who knows you are? Yeah, fact. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us today. Of course. We really appreciate you yeah. uh, sharing some deeper parts of your story yeah. and really hope that you feel honored by this conversation I do. And absolutely that's awesome that's yeah. great and listeners we hope you can take some of these questions back to your circle of friends family and just engage in a thoughtful meaningful conversation anyways i think that about wraps it up yeah so thanks for listening where can people find you molly molly and phillips on instagram yeah 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 that's where you'll find all the good stuff oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool so this has been asking for a friend we hope that you tune in next time as we have another conversation with another friend. Have a great week. Bye, y'all. See ya. Cause I'm asking for a friend. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave a rating and a comment to let others know that this is a podcast worth listening to. You can follow us on Instagram at Friends for a Podcast. That's Friends for a Podcast, all one word. We're also working on a website where you can find bios and additional resources related to our episodes and guests. We'll officially announce that here when complete. We hope you join us next week. But for now, remember to ask good questions, listen well, and be excellent. <laughs>